We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Anne Rippenberg. Anne is the owner of Recollect2 Company and creator of the Recollect2 Recycler, an in-room recycling receptacle used in hospitality and corporate office settings. Manufactured in Wisconsin, you can find her products specifically in hotel guest rooms and various businesses and organizations in 49 states throughout the U.S., She's had the privilege of working alongside some of hospitality's most recognizable brands, but her goal has always been to offer a product that's functional, motivational, and impactful. And welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Lori. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here. I know you've got some great stories to tell, and and we've recently connected via networking, which is super fun, too. We have. We have. So, yeah, that's been great. So why don't we start a little bit about talking about being in the hospitality space and how this year has affected your business? Uh, Well, dramatically. Um, (laughs) Yes, definitely. Dramatically, uh, like any business and travel and tourism and attractions. Um, So, yes, I mean, the, the industry is hurting as a whole right now. But it's really important to notice that um, there are some markets right now throughout the U.S. that are seeing an uptick. Um, they're they're getting busier and they're doing better. So that's you know obviously that's fantastic. And right now, you know, the overall goal is to restore that confidence in travel again. And I I know that we will get there. Um, but I would say the immediate needs right now is to focus on just keeping hotels open, like literally keeping their doors open because it, it's really a, a hard time, especially coincidentally today is the election and a lot of things are actually surrounded um, around, what, around what will transpire there. So, you know, our industry has been in a holding pattern. It's been hurting, but I, I just feel confident that um, we will see a light at the end of the tunnel here. And um, it's also cool to kind of, you know, put out there that even though all of these hotels that we might see in, you know, like our backyard and our surrounding, you know, communities, they have these globally recognized brands, but we need to remember that several of these properties are actually owned by small businesses like ours. I mean, many are family owned. So, so yes, we are hurting. um, But I do see that uh, we will see some, some things moving here, hopefully um, in the near future. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure myself and many others, as soon as those gates are lifted and we can travel again, there's going to be a huge uptick in travel. Yes, yes. Again, and people are excited to, they want to. I mean, we, there definitely is seeing like those road trip type travel, you know, mm-hmm. families want to get out there and do something. But, you know, as far as that group travel and those big conventions, they're just not quite there yet. I think it's building, but they're not quite there 
there yet. So, sure. you know, we'll, we'll see where that takes us, but mm-hmm. staying positive. That's all we can do right now. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got to stay positive right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, your business has a big emphasis on sustainability. Why should this topic be important to business and organizations in general? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that businesses, um, that there are, there's immense value within businesses that really choose to incorporate sustainability. And that's at any length or level, big or small, whether it's environmental or social. I think that most of us have this, this inner voice that wants to contribute to a greater good and find ways to give, to give back to something other than just ourselves. Um, so I think that it's it's important that we can embrace like small incremental and actionable steps that that we can take and conquer larger issues. Um, so this carries over into business. And yes, we definitely see how business want to operate more efficiently, um, whether that's reducing waste or other operational um, tactics that, that they're putting in place, but it's it's also important not to overlook the people aspect as well. And I think now more than ever, we're connecting the dots and we're recognizing how this mindset in social sustainability, um, their commitments are directly and positively impacting and serving the well-being of the people that make up our communities. I think that's great. Wow. Um, I love the emphasis that you put on all of that. And um, I know, you know, speaking of, of people, uh, you've been compelled to bring awareness to human trafficking within your business. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so it's kind of a, it's a big issue. And I'll be honest, it's, especially lately, it seems like there's been um, more conversation about it, which is, which there's pros and cons to that, um, for sure. But I'll kind of start back up a little bit that I first heard about human trafficking probably, gosh, five or six years ago. And well, long story short, I was very triggered about the staggering statistics that I was hearing and seeing just from like a global aspect, but nationally, and then even here in Wisconsin. So that was really my, um, I guess, first glimpse into hearing about human trafficking. And at first, I'll be honest, it's really easy to become overwhelmed by just the sheer magnitude of this crime. And I'm talking about just the number of people that are, that, you know, we're finding out are actually enslaved. And this includes children and adults. And um, also the aspect of the money that's involved, the billions of dollars that make up the industry and all of the moving parts that kind of allow this industry to grow. So as I became more aware and hearing more um, just about all of those aspects, you know, that's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to ignore really. Mm-hmm. And as, as a mother and um, as an individual who I guess strongly believes that people should live in freedom, um, I felt that it was kind of my responsibility to help be a voice in anti-trafficking efforts and try to support the local causes here that are that we have in Milwaukee um, that who are really the real experts in this field, especially in aftercare. I felt like it was important to help um, get their voice out there and just increase that awareness. Um, but but yeah, so that's that's really like how I became. I guess, involved in it and hearing about it. I just felt like if I was that angry about it and felt, you know, that compelled that I couldn't really stay silent. So, so overall, um, I guess 
I believe it's our calling to respectfully care for each other and speak up for those who can't speak for themselves. And little by little, I think that we can make change. And um, being in the hospitality space, because our product is, you know, literally in, in this space. And um, many of our customers are also trying to bring awareness and training to their own properties. It just seemed right to try to join forces, um, hopefully spark some dialogue, some conversations, if we can provide resources. And I just thought it was an opportunity for us to, to unite. I love that. I think it's great that you've invested your own time and energy to to really bring awareness to this topic, but it also makes sense to align with the hospitality space because like you said, this unfortunately is taking place and is part of that um, to some degree. And, And it sounds like they're supporting that same mission as well. Right. I think that they are definitely, um, the, the industry as a whole is, is embracing, you know, ways to bring training to, um, their staff and to be on the lookout. Um, but also, you know, human trafficking, it encompasses, um, you know, obviously sex trafficking, trafficking, but also labor trafficking. So we can look at that as a whole. And, um, there's just, unfortunately it takes place in many of these, Uh, larger industries. So to get the word out there to kind of be vocal in your alliance, I think is, is something that um, we just wanted to take action in. Oh, well, that's a heavy topic to. Yes. I'm sorry. We could, we could have a whole nother, that's a whole nother podcast. Lori. Um, I mean, it's definitely an important one to bring awareness to. So I'm glad that you brought it up, but um, let's move to a little bit lighter conversation now and and talk about networking. So, um, you know, a number of people, they have this fear when they hear that word networking. And my goal is really to eliminate that fear and, and bring some hope and encouragement to our listeners. So can you help me do that by sharing one of your favorite networking experiences that you've had, Anne? Yeah, well, actually it was just, it was a couple of years ago and I, I'm kind of, um, I'm laughing about it because we just were talking about this on on a separate project, but it was a couple of years ago that I met someone by chance at a networking event here locally and how that connection has just led into um, education and training on my part and other opportunities and then introductions into other networking communities and how um, those communities kind of overlap. And we're just, it's been kind of incredible on how that whole kind of journey, how that, that, um, actually began in that trajectory. And, uh, that honestly, part of that connection actually led to, to you as well. So, um, it was kind of neat how that all transpired. I, I think that you're, you never know, you, you'll never know who you're going to meet, but, um, I'm also a firm believer in things kind of working behind the scenes too. I think that things are orchestrated. People are met and connected for a reason. And it's uh, pretty neat to see when that transpires. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason and you got to accept them, right? When those opportunities show up. So I love that you kind of, you know, shared that this evolution of networking, it seems like just one opportunity leads into another and into another. Yeah. And what was actually kind of interesting about it is even though that connection was a couple of years ago, you know, we've been most of our, our businesses throughout the, the United States and not a lot of um, our businesses right here in Wisconsin. And so I've really wanted to, you know, be more involved and reach out and um, 
connect with people here in in our our home state. And it was interesting how that actual connection did lead specifically into a flourishing of connections right here two years you know later. So it was, it, it was interesting, just the timing of it as well. Well, I think what's great too is that you sent you you set an intention to connect on a local level. And then it mm-hmm. Which I think mm-hmm. is an important part of creating relationships is you you need to know what you're trying to achieve at the end of the day, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, Anne, as you've got contacts and you've been networking nationally and potentially even globally, how do you best nurture and maintain these relationships with your network in your community? Well, so. I mean, technology has obviously made this more accessible. Um, There's more group dialogue, webinars, workshops, and events that we can take part in. And I think that those opportunities lead to conversations where you really get to meet other people and um, grow into more of a trusting relationship. And technology specifically has allowed these um, educational trainings to happen. And I think that um, this uh, this time that we've been living through, that that we shouldn't underestimate that. And I think that in being involved and participating and taking that time to kind of invest in these connections um, is is important. And it's really neat to hear people's stories. And I think when you hear people's stories and you learn their passions and their expertise, and um, you're just willing to see what they have to offer. I mean, I think that those relationships are reciprocated. And um, I think that participating and hearing all these different areas and stories is something that I try to take part in um, as often as I can, because I think you learn a lot about the person um, in those particular, you know, avenues and those ways of community and networking. Totally. I I agree with all that a hundred percent. Yeah. And technology has really made, major advances on how you how easy it is actually to stay in front of people which is Mm -hmm. awesome they're able Mm -hmm. to do that and um like you said current times has really expedited the use of technology to stay in touch too right absolutely and and then even you can with the digital technology you are able to go and rewatch. um you're able to kind of fit things into your schedule. Um, people are utilizing that time and they're connecting in, you know, in that realm as well. And I think that's afforded us the, the, the ability to take the time again, to invest in people and their stories and their expertise. And, um, yeah, so I, I mean, otherwise, you know, traditional networking face-to-face, I, is great. Um, but I just think the technology aspect allows us to kind of get a little bit more content in throughout our day. So what advice would you offer to that business professional who's looking to grow their network? Well, I would say to step outside of your comfort zone. Um, I think that we need to kind of embrace and enjoy the journey of taking some risks. I think this year more than ever can show us to be bold, to be a voice, to not, um, to not apologize for, for, for um, taking on something new, learning something new. And I think that kind of taking those, those steps would be 
that would be my advice um, because I think sometimes we can kind of stay in our area of what we know or what how we've normally done things. But let's be bold. Let's let's break through some barriers and let's try something new. And that would be my advice. And it's to my advice to myself, you know, definitely because it's been a different curve um, for all of us. And that vulnerability, I think, there can connect you um, to other people as well. So that come that common goal. I just I think be bold, enjoy it, take the I, risk. I love that. <laughs> um, well, and vulnerability is a huge word. And when you when you open up and show who you really are and that you're not perfect because nobody is, um, it makes it easier to make a connection because you start to find others that are experiencing similar situations or pains or challenges. Right, absolutely. And I think specifically too for um Women business owners, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, um, especially just trying to, to balance everything. You have a family, you're trying to make everything, um, you know, like you said, packaged perfectly. And you know what? At some point, we just have to say we can't always do it all or we can. It's just not going to look as, as perfect as we intended. And that's OK. And I think that this time has allowed us to, um, like I said, let's just put ourselves out there. Or like you said, just put ourselves out there. Let's be authentic. You know, we're going to, we might be a little rough around the edges, but at the end of the day, we all have this common goal. And we all, I think um, are finding throughout this time that the connections were respectful. We want to help each other. We want to build each other up. And at least, at least that's what I've experienced throughout 2020. Um, And I think it's just refreshing um, to, to, to look at that and decide, you know what, we're going to continue down this path. Cause I can see the benefit that it's doing not only for you, but for me. And, um, we can just, I guess, move forward in that common goal of getting through this time together. hundred mm-hmm. percent lift and elevate, right? Yes. Yes. We hear that a lot, right? Yes. That's like our <laughs> mantra. <laughs> Just keep pushing forward and stay. That's right. <laughs> All right. I got a fun one for you. If you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell and to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? <laughs> okay. So, oh my goodness. First. Oh my gosh. I have to say good thing. I am not my 20 year old self <laughs> because, oh my goodness. All right. Um, so, well, let me just say that before I answer that, I'm kind of an odd duck. Okay. I, I was, I was married. I was married to my husband at 20. We had our son at 22. Um, I jumped like right into my quote unquote career, not long after, um, because I was like this planner. I had this kind of all set out. It was going to be my, my timeline. I was adamant about, um, staying on that. And I wasn't going to deviate that. And um, quite honestly, I remember specifically telling myself, I am never going to be an entrepreneur. I have no desire to be an entrepreneur. This, this, I'm going in this direction because of this, this, and this. It was more predictable for me. It was fit within, again, what I had kind of set out for myself. And so I think what I've learned for sure is don't count anything out um, because here I am doing something I never, ever imagined, but really had no desire to do in my mid-20s at all. Um, And so I think that's something that I can look back on um, often and just be like, you know what, you you can't count anything out. Never say never like that. Um, And I think also 
as, as professionals, um, we can just get extremely immersed into our work, which is great. Right. But I, I think my 20 year old self, I was definitely immersed in my work. I think for the wrong, wrong reasons. Um, I think that I had different goals and, um, I guess intentions of where like my, my plans were going. And I look back and you know what, I, I, I think that, I think those weren't the right intentions for me. I think, you know, um, I was able to recognize the time that I was putting in and knowing that I also had a family and what was I missing out from, you know, the family aspect and um, also the bigger picture and doing more and giving back and how can we affect other people and things like that. So I would, is that answer right? That was kind of a long answer to that question, I guess. No, I mean, <laughs> you, you opened up with kind of to be, just to be open and, and accepting, right? Um, it sounded like you had a very clear path mapped out and then you realized uh, at some point um, that, you know, even though you didn't want to be an entrepreneur, here you are today. And from what I know of you thus far, you have a ton of passion around what you do. So I hope you are satisfied and, and happy with, with oh, the path yes. that you have taken. Yes, and... Um, for sure. I think that, you know, and you're exactly right. Yes. In my mid early twenties, mid twenties, it was just a boom, boom, boom. These are my goals. This is, I, you know, put my head down and this, it was, um, you know, very numbers based. It was very, you know, obviously performance based, which is great, but it, it, I really, then as I became older and yes, had a family and I could see how I could use that time into expanding outside of just just me, I guess it's really, that's the gratifying part, the, the connection with other people and what we can do to impact others. Um, whether it's just, again, that conversation and those relationships about um, furthering um, how we can better things in our, you know, where we live together. And that's, again, environmental and the people in the community and um how we can kind of affect each other's lives and change the tra trajectory of things. I think that's pretty incredible. And I've seen that transpire over the years. And it's like, I want more of that. I like that. I, this is, this kind of speaks to my soul. So. Well, and I can, I, totally, I can yeah. totally hear that actually. I mean, a hundred percent you're, you've like, like I said, the passion is right there and, and you're, you're, very enticing. You're kind of sucking me in. I'm sure the listeners are getting sucked into uh -oh. <laughs> the story. And, and, um, but that's what you're trying to do is be impactful, which I think is amazing. You're doing a great job at that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so let's, let's talk about the six degrees of separation. Um, so if you could connect with anybody, who would it be and how do you, and do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? Ooh. Uh, okay. So can I have two answers for this? Sure. <laughs> Let's go for it. Okay. So recently I am just very fascinated with Tim Tebow right now. Um, and, and not only from the football aspect, because, you know, our family were, you know, we're into the sports world. Football was kind of in our blood for a while. So yes, there's that aspect, but right now what he's doing with his nonprofit and the anti-trafficking, um, arena 
and just legislation and how he is connecting, how he's getting his message out there. I'm very intrigued by that. So I think recently I've just been like, that's really been catching my eye a lot. And, you know, I would love to sit down and have a conversation with him because I think his passion is is burning brightly. And I just love the direction that he's going. Um, the other person would <laughs> would probably be Joanna Gaines because she, okay, I mean, I'm not very handy. So I don't know if it's just because I, I'm like attracted to the fact that she can fix anything. And it's like, oh my goodness. But she literally, you know, took shiplap to a whole new level. I mean, she's now going to be starting a network. And I mean, hello, I'd want to sit down and have a conversation with her because that that is taking things to a completely new level. And um, I, I just find the way that she um, just delivers her message and all the different projects that she's in and she has a family and she's got this design aspect and now she's, you know, getting in again to this network. I just think, holy cow, like, I, th- I feel like we could talk for days on just how that has transpired and um, all the different steps along the way to allow that vision to come to life. And do I think I could connect? Oh, gosh. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, I guess we could maybe find some common connections possibly through LinkedIn. I don't know. That, that's your area of specialty. I guess how, <laughs> how would I go about doing that? <laughs> Well, I mean, there's definitely some common interests. So I would I would start there and look at who do you know or who are you connected to that is in alignment with that way of thinking mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. you know working towards the same mission and um and see you know who who do they know then and and that's kind of you know the whole thinking behind that. But you can also post this on social media and tag them in it. <laughs> I mean, that's the easy way nowadays, right? I mean, it is, I get so, you know, I, I, I still have to, um, you know, I I don't do that often enough, I guess. And, um, I I have to take my own advice and be bold and just go ahead and and do things like that. So, you know, I will definitely take you up on that. You'd be surprised. I, I found myself in a couple situations on just social media, which you have this big wall hiding you basically called the internet. You know, you're not face to face with someone and you reach out and you'd be surprised how many people actually do respond in a positive way. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll definitely, I will definitely try it, you know, and Hey, it's me. I'm really small. We're a small company. We make recycling receptacles, but um, yeah, I mean, I would love to, I would love to have a conversation with them. That would be, that would be pretty amazing. Well, I look forward to reporting back with your (laughs) (laughs) story and enlightening discussions that you've had with these two individuals. All right, Anne, um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something that you'd like to ask me? Okay. So I love this question and it it doesn't, you know, have too much to do with networking. Is that okay? I hope that's okay. I've been asked all types of questions. Anything? Okay. So um, I had mentioned before, you know, we're, my family specifically, we're just kind of a sports family, football, wrestling. And I happen to hear and know that you are like really into hockey. And I think that is really cool. I love that. Um, so I was just thinking, you know what, how, how did you personally get into hockey? Um, and just like 
start that? And are you still out there um, checking people? You know, are you, are you in the penalty box? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Um, yeah, I don't get asked that type of question too often. Um, yeah, I got into hockey because of my dad. My dad was playing since he was seven. He was coaching since he was like 15 years old and his entire life, um, my entire life that he was around, he hockey was part of it. So growing up, all of our family vacations were around hockey tournaments for teams mm-hmm. he was coaching, um, which is cool. We went and traveled to some really neat places. Um, and then eventually I, um, I, I mean, we grew up on skates and in an ice rink and then when I was in high school, I decided I wanted to start playing. So I was definitely late to the game and actually playing, but um, I've been playing ever since. So I I typically play in, I'm going to call them men's leagues, even though I hate saying that because it's co-ed. There's other, there's a small handful of other women that typically play in those leagues. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also play in a women's travel league um, and I sub in that league. But I, there's pros and cons of both the local, the women's travel league. We have to travel because there's not a lot of women to play against locally. So it's, um, the league we play in is actually in four States, but we pretty much travel within all of Wisconsin for our games. Okay. So it takes a lot of time. So that's why I only like to sub, but, um, yeah, I love it. (laughs) Good therapy, right? Oh my God. It is. (laughs) Seriously, you know, after a long week, you go skate and knock some boys over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm fascinated by that. I think that's awesome, you know, to for you to be able to just get out there and do that. So I, I, I applaud that. And I'm actually really jealous. I, if I could skate better on hockey skates, because, you know, there's not the toe pick, right? I'm, I'm used to the toe pick to get me going. Oh, no. Yeah. You, you <laughs> don't no want toe pick, pick. So I'll be the one crashing into walls, but I, oh, I you no. know, think it would, I would be cool. Highly <laughs> recommend. Um, there are actually women's hockey is one of the fastest growing sports right now. Um, and there's a couple areas in the greater Milwaukee area where a lot of the hockey moms are learning how to play hockey. Oh, very cool. Yeah, that's so a good idea. If that's you a good are idea. interested, I'd be happy to get you involved. <laughs> oh, I might be tempted to just to try that out. I think that would be that would be fun. Or or you could, you know, maybe you should schedule like or plan a networking event. Well, a, lot of, <laughs> a lot of the women every what's cool about the sport is um you have people from all different industries and walks of life that play. Yes. So you have business owners, you have attorneys, you have doctors, you have bartenders and, you know, I mean, it's, it's all over the place and you just, I love that you, um, it's a different world, I guess, you know, and and sometimes your worlds collide. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think, I think that would be the next event. So think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's, there's a hockey group. Um, called Hockey Players in Business, actually. It's a national organization. There is a local chapter in Milwaukee. Um, we are just getting started, actually, pre-COVID, and then COVID hit, so it makes it hard to, you know, mm-hmm. do the networking thing in person. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, mm-hmm. there is networking around hockey. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think, yeah, that would be fun. That competitive, get that competitive spirit out, that fun, physical kind of outlet. And I mean, come on, like if you can't connect over that, I don't know what you can't connect it <laughs> with. Then. <laughs> An easy foot and door, that's for sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Anne, do you have any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Um, no, I would just like to thank you for the opportunity. I think um, just, again, investing in people and hearing people's stories. And I just thank you for having this platform to allow us to make these connections and you get to know people and uh, relate with people. And I think that's really what we need right now. So I, I thank you for the opportunity, Laurie. Absolutely. If anyone was interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Oh, well, um, I mean, Obviously, anybody can email me um, and I can actually, I don't know if it's easier to, to put my email address in the show notes. I can send that to you because it is a mouthful, but it's Anne at Recollect2Recycler.com. And so that's Anne at Recollect2, that's the number two, Recycler.com. Again, a mouthful, so it might be easier just to see that in the, in the show notes. Um, but also I'm on Instagram at Annie Rippenberg. And also we have our Instagram for Recollect2 Company. So that's just at Recollect2, the number two company. Great. And yeah, we'll definitely include all that information in the show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. And I got to talk about hockey, which I don't get to That's right. <laughs> All right. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Anne for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, just join our Facebook group. Go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email at laurie at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.